welcome to another Hex Devs podcast. I am your co-host Stephanie. I'm Thiago. And today, and today we have a guest, Amor Muto. We are really happy to have Amor today because we have so many great questions lined up. To introduce you all to Amor Muto, Amor is a certified professional coach with a a vast knowledge and experience on the imposter complex, leadership, and fear of success, especially with software developers. Amor is a tetraplegic entrepreneur with 15 years, more than 15 years of experience, and his purpose is to make burnout a thing from the past. And he's also building a 1 billion user company, and he invites us to go with him in that mission. We'll talk more about what he's been building at the end of the episode. But for now, Amor, thank you so much for joining us. How has your day been? Pleasure to be here. I've been uh, cooking in Malaga today. Very warm, but uh, I'm excited. I uh, I really uh, uh, enjoy doing work with software developers because of the analogy I use for coaching is you accessing your own root programming to to update yourself maybe towards uh, newer releases with less bugs in your system so so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this together that's a great analogy and i think it works really well to explain what coaching is i worked with two coaches in the past and it was really great for my career and i certainly felt like i was kind of debugging myself and updating my version <laughs> fixing some wow. bugs so I, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. By the way, since we're talking about coaching, we're also really happy to share that this episode was actually, the idea of this episode was born from a collaboration with Sphere.guide. And Sphere is an, a platform that connects users like yourself, if you're looking for a coach, with more than 400 coaches. Both Tiago and I have used and we can only say it's a really great experience. Margot, thank you so much for organizing all of this. And Amor is also on Sphere.guide. So, um, yeah, thank you, Sphere, for supporting us. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so let's get started because I have so many questions. Amor, you, you mentioned that you work a lot with software developers and we have been having our second cohort with our students, and I'm sure you can see this happening with your uh, coaches as well. But we see a lot of fear of success and fear of the unknowns and uncertainty when I'm come going from, okay, I have always delivered results. I have yeah. always done my work. But now there is this expectation for me to take the leadership. Mm. And take leadership is kind of a vague term. And we <laughs> see a lot of fear of that. So how do you see that happening with your coaches? And how do you help them navigate all of that? Because you can get stuck in that. It is uh, the, the, the transition you're describing from, from being uh, even a senior developer yourself to, to being... 
uh, asked to, to join leadership and become a tech lead and, and more in a, a management role is basically shifting your attention from the interaction you're having with the code and the, the products that you're shipping to suddenly understanding that there are a couple of people who are building this thing that we're supposed to deliver. And um, they also have their own programming. So figuring out how these little uh, uh, actors in this team operate best together and, and um, collaborate best together is something that is scary because you could almost consider it a, a parental role. You, if, if you care about what you do, you are a responsible person. Suddenly you can be even paralyzed by the amount of responsibility that you have on you. And some people think the way to save the situation is by just like forget about sleep and rest and food. Just like I'm going to fix the bugs and code. I'm going to push the, the, the software forward and whatever balls are being dropped, I will pick them up. Mm. You might last a couple of months, a couple of years doing this. You guaranteed will not enjoy doing that. It's just going to be. Uh, um, bad for your health and, and you're not going to be a nicer person because you're overexerting yourself plus you're stepping away uh, from the part that is the biggest learning in this journey uh, when you're being asked to uh, join uh, leadership or, or become a tech lead uh, somebody is betting on that you have more soft skills than the rest people involved in your team and that's something a lot of people will get uh, assign such a role, uh, forget that maybe they are not the best yet, but in their group, in their cohort, they are um, the one that has to rise to the occasion. And and that is a compliment. Uh, taking compliments is difficult for, for critical people. And I, 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 I work a lot with, with my coaches and seekers around... Um, uh, it's a simple concept. You can get a book about it. It's by Dan Sullivan. It's the gap and the gain. Your brain, you can focus it on the gap, the, the stuff that's left between you and your goal, or you can focus on the gain, the steps you have taken from the moment that you embarked on this journey. A lot of us suffer from uh, anxiety, negativity, uh, draining thoughts and, and, and paralyzing emotions. When we look at the gap, it's like, whoa, this, this project is so complex. How am I supposed to give estimates on when it's done? Well, I don't even know the, the source code of this thing. I've just been here for two years. Um, or you think, what, what is the gain that I've made so far? Okay, I onboarded three months ago. Apparently, out of all these people, suddenly they chose me to Take, take responsibility for how the group works together. Um, and, and usually what helps a lot during coaching is, is reflecting on, um, it's probably not the first time that you've done um, things out of your comfort zone or above your uh, level of expertise. And, and this is what I always find the, the interesting thing because these are all people, the people who are in your program, they didn't walk out of the womb with uh, a lot of coding knowledge, right? They picked it up <laughs> along the way. And um, whatever drive that is there to gather this tech knowledge can be uh, directed towards personal leadership, team leadership, mm -hmm. culture. And um, I think the hardest part about it is because 
a lot of people have passion for code. So mm-hmm. they miss they miss that maybe only 30% of my hours is going to be left for coding, but it's also not like dedicated stretches. So all I can do is a little troubleshooting, a little cleaning up here and there, but I will not create the fundaments of the thing. And then that's something that's emotional, I think, for a lot of people to, to, to realize that, hey, maybe I'm starting a new life phase. And my identity that goes along with that starts anew as well as an exploration journey. I, I think this this is a really great way to explain this phenomenon where you're maybe a senior or even intermediate and you start seeing that maybe I need to lead this project, maybe I need to communicate better. But the I guess the first problem you encounter is yourself in a way. Yeah. where you're trying to do something and then these other people are not doing what you want or they are blocking you but you have to kind of start realizing that it's you you have to persuade them you have to work with them right and so it's yeah. kind of a it's hard like it happened to me when i was starting uh like then i became a senior and then i started leading teams mm-hmm. it's hard to get to detach yourself from your work as a technical person is really hard for you to say, okay, I'm a good developer, but now I'm doing this other stuff that I'm not really yeah. good at. And then yeah. you start feeling like, oh, I'm not good at this. Maybe I should yeah. just double down the technical stuff. So like you said, I'm going to fix all the problems, all the bugs, and I'm going to make this project happen. And that can work for some time, but eventually it's going to burn out. Yeah. So this, do you see that problem and how can you how can we help people to kind of navigate this this thing um if for every person there are different obstacles specifically because how you programmed yourself uh, through your journey growing up so the 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 things that hold you back are unique but they are built on certain archetypes and, and one archetype that I always uh, find important to address is uh, how comfortable are you with disappointing people? And uh, mm-hmm. as a leader, it's very important to realize you're going to, I hope I can curse, <laughs> fuck up. And, and, <laughs> and uh, when you do so, people are going to be angry and disappointed. And how you iterate this cycle is going to give you a lot of stretch with people or you're going to have a lot of clashes with people. And and before you start this cycle, if you are terrified of disappointing people, well, then this leadership role is like uh, choking you because you're like, oh, no, what if I do it wrong? People are looking at me and, and it's going to suck. So figuring out this, this basic um do, will you forgive yourself is if the if the if the mm-hmm. server catches fire because you did something wrong like i doubt it can happen but but uh, can you deal with um public failure because that is the difference between uh being uh, like the developer that you are very good you might drop a, a few balls here and there and, and be able to pick them up and somebody might point them out here and there but as a leader, um, being humble means at acknowledging that I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm, I've been appointed to do this together with you guys. Can you please help me? So a lot of times if leadership is, is considered something that you need to be 
pointing in a certain direction and, and people need to follow you and you're out there first. Um, I believe that's outdated, especially if you consider that the, the projects that you're addressing mm -hmm. have like multiple experts collaborating and, and mm -hmm. understanding that you as a leader are actually a facilitator of, of all these people and you yourself have, have been chosen as the facilitator because you understand the languages that these people speak technically. And mm -hmm. we're hoping that you are the best in verbally creating a consensus around people around what is urgent, what is important, and what things we need to cut before a release. So mm -hmm. I think knowing that this journey, just like all your other journeys, starts as a noob, you're a beginner. And mm -hmm. uh, acknowledging that and, and carrying that on your chest will, you know yourself, if, if, if suddenly somebody stands next to you and is like, I am here to tell you what to do, you're going to create a whole different relationship to, mm -hmm. hey, I'm here to, to figure out what we're supposed to do together. What are your suggestions and ideas? And um, yeah. I guess that is how I would... Mm -hmm. explain it and and I, I have to repeat that for every person the, the the things that hold you back are a little bit different um so so take that footnote if you're listening to this mm -hmm. you touched on a phrase that not a lot of people are used to say especially developers and that's the the main struggle they're gonna have when they get out of the cocoon of just coding and suddenly they want to communicate more, take more leadership, which is, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but we will figure it out. That's why we work in a team. Oh. The fact that people have a hard time, and I'm saying people, I include myself in there. I also mm -hmm. had to do a lot of work in that. There is a lot of misconception that the more you progress, the more you you get the titles, the raises, whatever it is, mm. the more you can't show that you don't know something. That's mm. the main thing, the first thing that our, our students say. They're like, oh, I didn't know that this person whom I admire also struggles, also struggles yeah. <laughs> with not knowing how to solve things. Asks for help. They ask for help. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have been spending days stuck because I thought that I had to know everything. Yeah. And this is something that we have to work with them. And I think it's important to show. Um, of course, we don't like saying that we don't know things, but mm -hmm. it's just something that you can't hide. And the more you try to hide, the mm -hmm. worse it will make you feel. Do you mm -hmm. also see that reluctance in your coaches? And a better question that I want to ask you actually is, what are the outcomes of trying to hide that you don't know what you're doing? Um, the, 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 the sky's the limit regarding to faking it till you make it. But uh, <laughs> the, 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 I think the outcome, one of them uh, can be a deep sense of loneliness. If you mm -hmm. do not uh, show up vulnerable, as, as a leader, you will not create that culture in your team. So everybody will be hiding their tears and blood. And, and, and we're all human. We all bleed and, and cry. And, and 
you being reluctant to do that is understandable because we are raised in a society that 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 teaches us doesn't matter which generation so far hopefully we'll change this doesn't matter which culture worldwide the the uh, concept of strength is is regarded as as the old uh, um, soldier the the john wayne type the person who doesn't complain or or say out admitting these emotions to yourself it's going to be way harder to admit them to other people so the the reluctance first of all is understandable it's 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 maybe even uh, unimaginable for a person listening to this right now to be like whoa so i'm supposed to like stand up in front of a bunch of people that i admire and they admire me and tell them that i don't know my left from right sometimes <laughs> it's, it's 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 not a, a great moment of pride but but the funny thing about pride is that it's so much glued together to shame and and a lot of times you are ashamed of of not being whatever thing you think you're supposed to be. And um, the biggest thing to know about this game that we're playing is that we all built this construct equally in our heads. And so you gathering the guts to speak that out is going to bring you so much closer on a human level with other people. Um, so I think for your question, the, the reluctance part if you've had a couple of bad experiences showing up vulnerable, the journey to be able to do it again is going to be challenging because you have that pain in your system and your system is supposed to protect you from pain. So you're not going to make the same stupid mistake again. But I always make the, the, the comparison with falling in love, like, like life is in full HD and color if you fall in love. And when it goes wrong, the screen cracks and <laughs> you get static for a while. But same goes here. Do you, do you want to live your life in full color or, or do you want to um, be, be the sad clown, so to say? Because you can perform in this sense and never show that you're uh, insecure or, or uncertain and always be this rock in, 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 in everybody's mind. Um, I speak to those people. I, I work with them. They, they feel lonely and... and wish that they can break down the walls they built around themselves to get closer to people. That's actually one of the main reluctance in actually going more and more to the top. Because mm -hmm. there is this misconception as well that, oh, it's lonely at the top, right? But that is only lonely. And actually, it's going to be so much harder for you to even get there if you don't ask for help which is another thing that we see a lot, again, in myself, I had to work a lot on that. And we see that a lot as well in our students. These are brilliant people, talented people. They don't know how to solve something, they go after it. Mm -hmm. But asking for help is so hard. And again, like you said, it's relatable, it's understandable, but there is a lot of things that it's not clear um, what we lose when we don't ask for help. And I can I can make a pretty uh, graphic example. So ten years ago, I broke my neck. Mm -hmm. I ended up in a wheelchair, uh, and and I needed help. 
and I was forced to ask for help. So I went through a whole period of asking for help and beating myself up about it, okay? And I am sure that a lot of people who are reluctant to ask for help wait until there is like no other alternative and, and then ask for help and then internally also judge themselves for not being able to fix that thing uh, by itself. And shifting that programming is, is really deep inside of you. It, it comes from the place that your parents taught you to tie your own shoes and then they applauded you when you did it yourself and told you you're a bad kid when you wanted them to do it, okay? Doing things yourself is something we celebrate. It creates autonomy. It's, it's amazing. What you miss out of when you have this uh, construct that, that basically expects you to be a rugged individual and, and um, is, is the, 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 the peaks you can climb, the, the, how far you can get, is highly limited. If you consider the people uh, that you see as your heroes, the people who are established and, and, and uh, have pulled off big, big things that you consider valuable, I don't know. Do you guys have an example that might resonate with your target audience? Uh, hmm. I can't. I can't think of anyone. I'll 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 I'll, I'll give you two. Uh, okay. Uh, Tiago and Stephanie. Okay. Tiago and Stephanie are are awesome people that have <laughs> achieved great things. See, this was the trick question right here, but. You guys yourself did great things. If you consider how far you got with the things you did when you were doing it as a rugged individual, how mm. much uh, blood, sweat, and tears was spent, how much you hated life as you were pushing forward, compare that to the shift you made when you were able to mm -hmm. say, hey, next time I get stuck, I'm going to give it 20 minutes of research. If I don't crack that nut, I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to send an email. Okay. Mm -hmm. How much how much laughs did you get from doing such a thing? How many mm -hmm. times did you hear somebody say, I was here exactly this place uh, a while ago, and uh, I can tell you, don't do what I did. I don't know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you, you miss yeah. out on connection. You miss, like, yeah. forget the work. Forget the, the progress. Forget the, the, the accomplishment. You miss out on connections. You're going you're gonna, to uh, uh, be... Um, in a place where trust is further and further away from you. And, and I don't know about your values, but my sense of safety and security comes from trusting people and, and feeling like I have people I can rely on. And mm -hmm. this little switch that I had to make in my head, I'm not depending on people to help me, okay? Because that creates a weird feeling inside of me. I don't want to be depending on people. I want to be autonomous. No, I want to rely Mm -hmm. on this person to to help me achieve this mission if i want to make a challenging climb I, I need to rely on people and and understanding that how much of an asset it can be if you're good at sniffing out who you can rely on within a couple of hours versus not being able to do so and mm -hmm. that too comes with practice so the longer you wait with uh, trying to involve people in your process, the higher the odds that somebody's going to screw you over and you didn't see it coming. <laughs> you know, that this also happens. You rely on people, they let you down, they abuse your trust. So um, becoming a wise old man or a woman has to do with how much you practice this, this human wisdom.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess it also comes from a place of fear, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to show your limitations or you don't want to show that you don't know. And instead, you change that to curiosity, right? And say, hey, who can I trust here? Who can help me? Yeah. Who can give me directions? Mm-hmm. And who I can give directions to? Who I can help, right? It's much better than just competing. Right, and yeah. it's not really uh, that useful uh, if you if you always like that. Yeah, it is. It is for sure understandable to have a mindset that is I cannot show my weaknesses. If if you feel like you're in a very competitive pond, so so the other fish might might abuse the things they know about you or not. And honestly, when I deal with those situations with my clients, I, I ask them how how happy are you in this pond where you cannot trust mm-hmm. your peers so a company is a group of people set out to uh, deliver a certain mission if the people who are on board on that mission have to worry about mutiny then we're all a bunch of pirates and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay if you if you want to sign up for that but if you're in a place where leadership tolerates backstabbing or piggyback riding and stuff like that think to yourself do I want to uh, share my my time that I'm not getting mm-hmm. back with with these people, mm-hmm. really, for for exchange of eventually dollars and and some accreditations? No, and and be be wary that that how much you think that pond is dangerous or not has to do with how often you put your feet in the water and are like, hey, is somebody biting me? Yes or no? So don't walk away without giving it a try. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how can people start doing that? Because we like to give them some like actionable uh, things to do. So, for example, we teach them, hey, tell people what you're working on. You know, every week, mm-hmm. you just send an update, maybe post on Slack, do a little mm-hmm. video of the features you're working on so people can see what you're doing. They can give you some feedback. They can give you some instructions or things like that. But what other things they could be doing to, you know, show that what they're doing, get some feedback. Some, some... Is, it, is it about showing what they're doing or is it about uh, helping people to take this leap in, in involving people and helping them out the parts that they feel challenged? Yeah, I guess involving people. So it's not just me. Mm-hmm. the corner doing things on myself and struggling mm-hmm. but yeah. involving the team involving other people other departments you know other leaders mm-hmm. so sure. they can see what i'm doing they can help me progress mm-hmm. in my career and i can help them as well that's a big question to throw a, a, a one two at but i'm gonna i'm gonna try i'm gonna try <laughs> How do you communicate with your company give me how to now I think I think it's uh, maybe helpful to have a little bit of a framework. And if I mm-hmm. talk about a framework, I'm talking about three or four simple lists. So the part that you guys got covered is this is what I'm working on. This is the progress that I made. And then we got a bunch of stuff that you don't share with people is the stuff that's going wrong and the stuff that's breaking your head. Okay. And, and uh, taking a chance by including that in your weekly update and, and not even posting, hey, John, can you help me with this? But 
just ending the message with, hey, I appreciate your time and attention. And if you feel like I can use your help, my, I'm all ears. Just like, hey, you guys, if you see my problems and, and you see the things that, that uh, are difficult for me to solve and you think you, you got something for me, throw it at me. This, this would be a very simple solution to add to the weekly routine that you already su suggested, Tiago. I'm curious how you think about that. Yeah, I think it's a great suggestion, right? It's not just the work and kind of the technical struggles, but also maybe some internal things that are going on. So maybe showing some vulnerability in there is also yeah. good, right? It's not just mm -hmm. about the work, but about the human aspects of it and the connections. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think that would be a great way to, to get it started. Um, I also had a lot of trouble doing that. But today I see how much I... What was, what was your biggest challenge in doing that? Can you share on that, Stephanie? Yeah, let's put myself in this spotlight. <laughs> I love that question. My main concern was I don't want to show that I don't know this. I oh. should know how to do this. I shouldn't. And what were you what were you most afraid of if people would find out that you don't know a certain thing? That I wasn't good enough, that I didn't deserve to be there. Yeah. yeah. And um, solving this was a journey, I guess. Yep. Today I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna spend my entire day trying to do this. Yeah. Who can help me? Yeah. It's yeah. But yes, it is a journey. It's a never-ending journey. You see the shift there from being worried about what people think of you mm -hmm. to you being like, I don't have time for this. Okay, yeah. and that's a that's a beautiful that's a beautiful uh, how do you call it uh, testimony to coaching and and the hard work that you did yourself, Stephanie. But Thank in the you. end, in the end of the day, it is really true. I don't have time for this. That's such a, a pragmatic approach to what if people think I don't know these things and what if they think I don't deserve it? We'll find out, but I don't have time <laughs> to think about it in the meanwhile. Yeah. That, you know, a tricky thing that also I learned is that I was all, always having these things going on in my head. And then I learned that everyone else is not even paying attention to me because they themselves are thinking are, this thing. They suck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing. One thing I, I share with with leaders, C level uh, people, because um, when when you mention that people think it's lonely at the top, mm -hmm. is a choice. People choose to make it lonely at the yeah. top. When somebody is assigned a C position and and they're supposed to like uh, take leadership over uh, three thousand people globally, you think they know what they're doing? <laughs> Seriously, seriously, do you think they know what they're doing? And this is the funny part about life. One thing to remember, the whole world, all the things that are working and the things that are going wrong is just people like you and me winging it. Basically, yeah. we're all winging it. And, and mm -hmm. sometimes something crashes, goes horribly wrong. And we have mm -hmm. some systems to check if people are not like winging it a bit too hard. But thinking to yourself, can I wing this? 
and 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 mostly not doing the work but can i wing it like risk it to be in that position to be judged and then mm -hmm. survive the judgment because it can happen it can happen that people are like you know what stephanie i really expected you to notice stuff and uh, the fact that you show up unprepared like this very disappointing i'm going to take it up in your review some mm -hmm. some stuff like that gets thrown to your head i already see your jaws tensing up you're like mm, this is not what i like to hear <laughs> And, and your your ability to bounce back from that mm -hmm. is something you forget. Yeah. But 100%, everyone who's listening to this today, you've fallen and you've gotten back up. Yep. And 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 that's that's the journey you went on from from being concerned around what people might think to understanding. Hey, everybody's worried about themselves, and actually, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not going to die if people judge you, right? You, no. you spend your whole day judging yourself, right? right. <laughs> What's the That's point right. of worrying about other yeah. people judging mm -hmm. you? Yeah. <laughs> so, Amor, I would like to go a little bit back in the career progression. Like, we're talking about, okay, you are taking a leadership or a management position. Sure. But let, let's go a little bit back and think about the people who are in the intermediate mm -hmm. yeah they're they are not like even senior yet and so sure. it's not common for people to see good examples of leaders yeah. of people who connect with everyone who show good examples of how to bounce back from from this type of interactions because it can happen and one thing that we see a lot is in that transition from only coding to expanding the impact a little bit so i have mm -hmm. to communicate more with people sure. i have to take this initiative talk with my manager talk with my manager talk with my peers mm -hmm. but there is this expectation that you know how to communicate when there isn't and mm -hmm. i see a lot of talented developers mm -hmm. going in the meetings and not even feeling i don't want to say confident but they they don't even raise their hands to no. suggest something because no. it's it's just a lot of things like they don't even see themselves as no i have lots of experience i have seen this i have studied this or yeah. i know a story about this this can go wrong if we go like this but i don't yeah. even raise my hand to, to speak or worse they have an idea they uh -huh. don't say anything and then someone else a senior says the exact same thing yeah. <laughs> and then they're like oh i should have yeah. said something. yeah yeah that's yeah. that's the price you pay it's 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 a great question stephanie and and I would like to use an example out of my personal circle, one of my best friends from high school. Mm -hmm. uh, he would never speak up at meetings. And usually when everybody had spoken and everybody would turn to him, like, you also got to say something, he would just say, I agree with him and I agree with her. And for the rest, I think everything is mentioned. So the, the yeah. ultimate uh, gray mouse, that, that's how I describe it. Uh, this man uh, literally got physical discomfort when uh, put in a position to speak in a group of people. And these were not people who were going to stab him or eat him. 
but he was sweating, shaking knees. Uh, mm -hmm. Literally, this physical sensation was real to him. So the level of anxiety and fear that's going through your body in that moment is, is immense. How do you deal with that? Because he, he was also, <laughs> at some point, supposed to communicate with his colleagues and, and, and not postpone that, because that would break his career. Postponing this part would break his career. He would, he would keep himself small. Um, the trick he uses a lot of times, and I think it's important to, to realize that nobody wants to be the bringer of bad news. So if there is a meeting, and like you said, you know out of experience this is going to go down a rabbit hole. Nobody should go this way. You've been um, expressing simple things. And you can write it out during the meeting so you can read it off a piece of paper for the first time. <coughs> First of all, I don't want to be the bringer of bad news. And second of all, sharing this with you guys is making me extremely nervous. I have sweaty hands and, and my armpits and, and my knees. Um, but I made a promise to myself to speak mm -hmm. up for myself. Mm -hmm. And then you press play on what you wanted to say. Yeah. If it's an idea that you have, again, uh, speaking out your fears, whatever fear you might have in that uh, environment, is the biggest thing you can do with fear. Yeah. Because one thing you don't have to uh, misunderstand is that the people who are out there rising to the occasion, that they left fear behind. Mm -hmm. Everybody is afraid. Everybody is afraid. And, and nobody loses the, the, how do you say it, um, internal uh, mm -hmm. track on repeat of what if this goes wrong? What if you suck? What if... No, but they learn to realize that that's not my inner voice that's just mm -hmm. a little passenger that's very worried and mm -hmm. doesn't know how kick-ass i am okay they yeah. forget they forget but the way you can uh, deal with that so it doesn't hold you back mm -hmm. is by speaking it out by acknowledging it the, the biggest thing i do as a coach is i call it av uh, ave it's acknowledge whatever you're feeling validate that it's normal to feel such mm -hmm. a way doesn't matter what interaction it's okay to feel the way you feel and mm -hmm. express whatever thought or emotion you have when you do that the the block disappears okay and you don't have to expect all your peers to be able to do that so mm -hmm. when you tell somebody you're angry they're like that's nothing to be angry about okay that's why you have coaches who are like it's okay to be angry about that but but in a setting that you're blocking yourself, you mm -hmm. can do this for yourself. I'm going to acknowledge that I'm worried about this and that. And I'm going to validate that it's normal to be worried about mm -hmm. these things. I'm going to express that with this group of people probably as short as possible. So you don't, you don't have to open up the library. You just give a little <laughs> summary. And yeah. um, see what happens. Mm -hmm. you, you, you step into a different mode. Yeah. Yep, it's so interesting what you just said because we had, I don't know if you know this book, The Assertiveness Workbook, how to stand up for yourself at your relationships and at work. Okay. And we interviewed the, the author and mm -hmm. he was saying the same thing. He was like, yeah, nobody wants to be that person who says that's not going to work out. But there are ways for you to express the message mm -hmm. without putting too much focus on the messenger. Mm -hmm. And he also said the same thing, like, just share. Hey, um, I'm doing Cheers. this. I'm really, really nervous. Um, I 
this is what I'm thinking, I would just throw it out there. And suddenly you don't have anything to hide anymore. And the other thing that you said about this is normal, like validate what you are feeling is as long as you keep stretching yourself, that feeling is always going to be with you. It does get better. You are going to learn, meet other people who can help you navigate that. But it never goes away. I think that is also a point that I really want to touch here, that people please remember this. But it is something that you learn how to navigate. And there are people in this world that, you know, they're doing something new for the first time. Perhaps mm-hmm. there, there is no, not even someone that they can look up to. Exactly. Um, but they, they, are, they are surviving. So as long mm-hmm. as you are stretching yourself, you're going to feel that way. And that's good because it shows that you care. It's a big indicator uh, <clears throat> if you're on a path towards growth, mm-hmm. if, if you feel comfortable or not all the time. Growth is not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It, it, it hurts it, it can be embarrassing and <laughs> it it uh, is a very energy intensive yeah. so um one thing i would like to add to that is if you know you're going to a meeting that's going to be tough for you mm-hmm. and you want to achieve something there get get the five or ten minutes before that to to either hype yourself up or zen yourself down whatever direction works for you Mm-hmm. To, to have the energy to pull it off. You cannot expect yourself to do something you've never done before um, when you're already tired and, 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 and stressed mm-hmm. and, and uh, have 20 things on your head. So the, the focus and, and energy you dedicate to, to making these steps is, is going to be uh, helpful. It's going to be very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. That. I think it, it kind of reminds me of one of the questions we have for you. So one of our students, uh, João, he has a speech disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's on a path to become a leader now. He has the support of the CEO, which is wow. really cool. But he he he's also worried about how mm-hmm. can I be a good leader? And he, he asked us a question. Uh, yeah, he's... Yeah. His main concern is he's always afraid of being misunderstood mm-hmm. by wow. his peers, by um, his superiors when he reports to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have him in our cohort. And I can see how much he cares and how much he wants to be a great leader. And yeah. I see that that is stopping him. Like that is preventing him from showing hey, uh, this is what I have to offer here. And I'm mm-hmm. open to, to learn with you all, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid of being misunderstood. So I think, I think it's an amazing question. And I, mm-hmm. and I want to add to that, that Zhao may be wondering about that, thinking it's related to his uh, mm-hmm. speech uh, disability. But uh, one thing I can tell you, if a leader is not concerned about being misunderstood or well understood, they're going to have trouble leading. And, mm-hmm. and being understood, communication is like if I send you communication and the, the, the result is you do what you're doing and nothing changed, that's miscommunication. So I've been misunderstood. That means that I have to explain myself again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he's very uh, worried about being misunderstood. So he's going to be extra focused on making sure that he is being understood. How do you do that? Um, there is this term called active listening. So when somebody is telling you something, you tell it back to them a little bit in their own words or, or in your words. So you make a summary of that. Mm -hmm. um, he, can, he can ask for that. So he can, he can mm -hmm. uh, literally say, uh, could you tell me what I just told you? Mm -hmm. this, this is, this is uh, something I use. I don't have a speech disability. I'm just working with a lot of different people who are paying attention or not, or, or, or not yep. feeling my uh, metaphor that I'm using and what I'm explaining. Mm -hmm. um, especially, I think, in, in, in the work that, that uh, programmers do, um, the, the, the part that you spend time on making sure that everybody's aligned Mm -hmm. It's going to have a huge impact on where everybody's going if all, not all the noses are pointed in the same direction, right? Yeah. And, and it might be uh, challenging for Zhao to, to ask that and, and feel bad about it. But my hunch is that this is going to be Zhao's superpower. Mm. That, that, yeah. is, that is my, my... When I read the question, I, I was touched by it. And, and mm -hmm. I thought, hey... If more people were concerned about being misunderstood and mm -hmm. would put in extra time and effort on being understood mm -hmm. correctly, a lot of a lot of uh, nuisance and friction would disappear within teams. Yeah. Um, oh. The simple phrase. The simple phrase. I thought you meant this is after the fact. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and making it. I think you're. You mean this in the moment, yeah. and then the conversation can flow. But I thought you meant this is like. Oh no, we messed up. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i yeah i loved <laughs> cool. how you mentioned that because that's also that's how i was feeling but i didn't know how to initiate and you did it really well yeah. like Jerome, this is going to be your superpower because yeah. it's not just if you have a speech disability impairment something no. like that did nobody is listening to anybody and this <laughs> is going to be your superpower yeah if you have the disability it's a fact right mm -hmm. but it can also give you like you care so much and you want to make sure that you are understood mm -hmm. and so this is at the top of your mind and then yeah. you're going to find ways to improve communication right yeah. And this set, sets you apart because yeah. most people don't don't really yeah. care or are not worried about that. Mm -hmm. Just like creating those techniques yeah. and like I said, active listening, mm -hmm. asking people to uh, active listening report yeah, back. report back to you and say, oh, can you tell me what, what I, I just what you understood? Yeah, can you yeah. tell me what you understood from what I yeah. said? Yeah. This is useful to everyone. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and, and we. We assume that everybody understood word for word mm -hmm. what we said mm -hmm. and understood our train of thought. But if you're a little bit into NLP, you know that humans talk not in complete sentences with dots and commas. No, it goes in all yeah. directions and, and it's mm -hmm. difficult to comprehend. And following yeah. somebody's train of thought, especially in a brainstorm, and, yeah. and then preventing your brain from going on a whole journey itself and tuning out and grabbing some elevator music is a challenge. Yeah. Asking your team members to participate in active listening is maybe something you have to even teach them. Mm -hmm. okay? So, so 
assume everybody showed up not knowing anything and you're giving everybody a skill set that's going to help them for life. They're going to mm -hmm. learn to only listen without thinking about what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. And then when you're done talking, just give back to you what you told them. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to do wonders for your relationships even, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> one of the things that he mentioned was, I don't know any other tech leaders that also have a speech disability. Mm. And I was like, oh, I also don't know anyone, but I, I mm. asked around to just send him some, some people that he could connect with. So if okay. you happen to know anyone, please send us our way and we will mm -hmm. share them with jo João. But I think maybe João is going to be the first. And I I would say um, the, the world is too big for them not to be out there. Yeah. Um, the, the world is maybe not a place where they're, they wear that on their sleeve. So they may yeah. have been hiding it and, and pushing it down and, and making it true with extra effort. So there's definitely, if it was difficult to find one, Zhao can take the lead and, and mm -hmm. stand up for, for others. And uh, what I can do is I, I do work with Google and their disability alliance uh, for all their uh, employees who have some type of uh, challenge. Mm -hmm. um, I can ask them because the I, I know of a blind programmer. So mm -hmm. you tell me uh, if that's common or not. But if the if there is value in exchanging exchanging experiences mm -hmm. and and just. Um, I think what Zhao is doing very smartly is not comparing himself to the rest. He's yeah. uh, deliberately thinking, okay, I uh, lost the card in this deck <laughs> and, and, and I'm not going to play with full decks one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. I'm just going to check how I'm doing with others. And mm -hmm. I salute that. I think he's doing great and I, I appreciate mm -hmm. him uh, opening up about this like that. It's beautiful. Yeah, 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 I'm super proud of him. Yeah, well, one of the other questions that João asked us was, he 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 worries that the team will have some resistance of he becoming the leader. Yeah. And I would like to ask you your maybe your experience or something you've seen before, where there's someone with a disability becoming a leader. Do you think that the team? And have some resistance to that, or is that fine? I guess it can be wow. a struggle, right? So, so you you think in his question, he means the resistance is regarding his disability? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I have not experienced such a thing, um, but I, I I do not walk in in Zhao's shoes. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I think, looking at the whole conversation we had, there are some golden nuggets there for Zhao. So he can be vulnerable in the sense that, hey, guys, do you think I'm fit, fit to lead this team? Mm -hmm. uh, and in the ways that you think I am not fit to lead this team, would you be willing to assist me? Um, that is a thing that you learn with a disability is to ask for assistance. And uh, he will quickly discover what the concerns are of his members in his team and which one of them uh really consider it a group effort and mm -hmm. which one of them think no because you missed this part uh, i do not uh, salute you it's 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 old school alpha thinking and and yeah. uh, and uh, i think it's understandable i think mm -hmm. it's um 
maybe based on prior experiences. And, and, mm -hmm. and in this experience, what you mentioned is that he has a, a warm uh, corner in, in the C-suite. Uh, people care about him making these steps. Mm -hmm. So uh, just like he shared these concerns with us, um, he can share them with them and, and be proactive about the, the solution he's looking for. Um, yeah. I know from experience that you don't have to have a disability for the team to mistrust your leadership. You can just show up too late and be given too much uh, control. And then they're like, hey, where were you all these years? <laughs> Who is this person? We're not going to deal with you the way you want. And that's where you see that seasoned people first become a peer, earn mm -hmm. the trust of their peers, and then get their promotions up so that they can uh, lead from a place of, of uh, embracement instead of uh, a more of a vertical relationship. Yeah. 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 The, that's, that's awesome. I, I love that. Um, I just want to add one thing for, for, any, for everyone and for everyone that is listening. When we ask those questions to, to people, if it is possible that someone gives us something in a way that in the moment it can hurt, but it's also a skill to detach yourself from the messenger and mm. excavate, okay, is there something useful here? Is there something that mm. I can take for, for myself to improve or is just this person being negative towards me is something mm. else. It's really important to differentiate that because, because we don't ask these questions, we are also not used to answering them. So the answers, yeah. yeah, so it's a skill think, for everyone. I think it's a good point you're making there to also realize that when you're uh, looking for these type of conversations, they deserve mm -hmm. time and attention. So they shouldn't yeah. be in between the, the, the first and the second thing <laughs> and, and like, like, Hey man, I want to talk to you about something. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have time? Check that frame. Mm -hmm. And maybe somebody's honest. They're like, no, not right now. You come back later. That that yeah. will, for sure, checking in in the part of being understood or misunderstood whether the receiver is ready for for this interaction and this exchange of information is mm -hmm. gonna improve the quality of of uh, what data is being uh, transferred for sure. The the whole point that of us doing this, this episode is all the journey that we have been through. Because I'm sure you know this, but probably the developers that work with you, they don't say that they do coaching, that they have problems. Um, they don't, mm. they are not transparent with all of these things. And no, but even, they suffer. <laughs> yeah, but this, we all suffer. Yeah. And for us, it's always a, a battle at least for me, I'll say for me, it's always a battle because I feel like everyone is so used to being given technical solutions and I don't feel that there's enough space or openness to talk about all of these other um, no. skills and aspects. But from my experience, all of the things that we are discussing here, the things that I was suffering was the cause of a lot of suffering. My career was really suffering because of that. And it makes everything harder. Right? It makes everything harder. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that we are here talking about this, all of this stuff is a sign that the journey to work on these things are worth it. Because 
I don't know, like you were mentioning, yeah, everyone is thinking, oh, what will happen if I do this? I was like, oh, will this be well-received? Will people understand? Or will they think that we are just talking woo-woo stuff? But I was like, I don't mm. care. This is what helped me. Yeah. I see this happening with not only our students, but a lot of developers. And I just think it's a lot of potential being wasted because we're not talking about this things that we discussed here. Um, For sure, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think one thing that if you want to mention the value of coaching is that you can accelerate your growth. Mm -hmm. So the things that you guys achieved in the last couple of years, you might have achieved them uh, in a different manner, but maybe yeah. it would have taken you 10, 15 years and yeah. a lot of bitterness <laughs> and, and a lot of espressos and, and late nights. <laughs> the, the, yeah. The, the favor you're doing yourself is is leveling up earlier. Yeah. With less true. suffering, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I I had so I suffer from burnout maybe twice in my career. And I'm sure that if I had access to coaching and to, you know, developing leadership skills and communication, it would be much you would have been much easier for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would say I would have saved myself a lot of suffering. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't know. I just didn't know about it. So yeah. You know. <laughs> I was I was thinking about how, how long, how far apart were your burnouts, Tiago? How how old were you when the first one hit you and how old were you when your second one? So one was maybe when I was three years into my career. Three or yeah, about three, four years into my career. And then the second was probably like two, three years ago. So maybe you like every, every two, three years, <laughs> something you feel, happened. You feel you recovered from the last one? I think I'm better. I'm much better now. And I think I'm just more open to trying things out and being okay with making mistakes. Because in the past, I, I wasn't okay with that at all. <laughs> so now I'm more like, like even being here and just talking about stuff is will be hard for me because it was very like perfectionistic mm. and you know worry about things but Manage now I'm much yeah control yeah. freak a little bit but yeah. now much better yeah congratulations man that's a big journey it's uh I do a lot of work with with bur burnouters I I, uh, I have a group workshops around trusting your burnout what it's teaching you Mm -hmm. uh, taming your perfectionism, solving your overthinking, embracing your fear of failure, stuff, stuff like that is, is all uh, basically modules inside ourselves that, that make us overexert and, and underappreciate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this negative internal spiral, unfortunately, is also facilitated by worlds uh, because yeah. the, 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 if you're somebody who's willing to die for the company, well, come on in <laughs> you're, yeah. you're welcome here uh, very few places mm -hmm. will protect you from yourself mm -hmm. um, that is that is uh, one thing that I've noticed and if it's okay I'd share a bit about Scara right now which yeah. Yeah. we shut down so I did a lot of coaching and and I discovered that even if I teach people that it's okay to walk away when when you're a bit tired or or, or when your productivity is dropping that that's a good moment to take a mini break go for a mm -hmm. walk look outside uh, stretch your neck check your posture simple things yeah mm -hmm. um most of us 
don't allow ourselves to to uh, walk away from the computer when we're having a like slow flow so to say or a no flow and we end up opening up tabs going down <laughs> rabbit holes on the internet grabbing a phone and then we end up spending overtime because we weren't predictive in the hours that we were supposed to do our time. I'm building a solution right now with a wearable that is detecting the amount of stress that you're experiencing and mm -hmm. the duration. And based on uh, if you spent more than an hour very stressed, we're going to make an assumption that you're not so productive nor so happy anymore. Mm -hmm. And we're going to check your schedule and we're going to give you a call, a mini, a mini break where we're developing this as the simplest forms as an MVP. The vision mm -hmm. is to have a Tamagotchi that helps you take care of yourself. So <laughs> uh, acknowledging your, your, your mental and emotional state and not mm -hmm. allowing your battery to run too low. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy to share this with you guys because the, the, Initial customers that that we're serving with Scara are are uh, technical teams, people who work mm -hmm. in the agile and Scrum environment, people who are dealing with uh, delivery dates and and, and mm -hmm. uh, build uh, agreements and and people who feel the crunch once in a while and being on uh, call. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> this is a this is a this is a bad word. On call. Is <laughs> PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if, if that yeah. is something that might be interesting for you mm -hmm. and your team, because what I'm trying to do with SCARA is to uh, quantify the amount of stress that's involved in, in, in delivering mm -hmm. uh, projects and yeah. see if we can correlate the amount of stress and how much mm -hmm. de-stressing we do to output quality and velocity. So mm -hmm. uh, will you be a better version of yourself, not just productively, but also happily as a human? If you are uh, helped with um, taking breaks on time, because mm -hmm. I know from, from doing a lot of work, I preach this. Still, I find myself not walking away from the computer because the thing is not done yet and the to-do mm -hmm. list is too long. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and this, this is something that I'm, I'm very curious about, whether we can, we can solve this in, in, uh, mm -hmm. in this day to, to make burnout the thing from the past. I would love to see it happen. So I invite mm -hmm. you all to, to check the website, scara.ai, and leave your email, and I'll mm -hmm. get in touch with you to see if, if you're eligible for a pilot project. Mm -hmm. Cool. Oh, that's that's awesome. really exciting. So you're going to measure people's stress with a wearable? Is that like yeah. a block, like a watch or something? Right now, it's going to be just a sensor that sits on your arm. I'm mm -hmm. uh, 3D printing a, 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 a connector to it to make it a, a pendant, so you can just take it off and take it on. Mm -hmm. And my vision of the future is that at some point, uh, getting biodata from a person who works in tech mm. is going to be somewhere in either their headphones or, or, or their, their something is going to give me that data. So I'm not going mm -hmm. for the hardware branch of the software uh, startup. And, and mostly my, my goal is to be very good at detecting when you could use a break. Mm -hmm. and offering you the, the best break at that moment. And mm -hmm. if I can solve that uh, digitally, automate it, then I can help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people beat themselves with a stick until, until it's too yeah. late. Until it's too late. Especially yeah. developers. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can so much relate to that. It's, it's funny how you were saying, like, 
oh yeah i'm not actually doing anything i'm just opening up a bunch of tabs and it's funny how i can notice that like i really wanted to have done something more stuff it's always more right it's never yeah. less it never stops it never stops yeah, yeah. And and I noticed that like instantaneously, I start trying to get busy. Like I open mm -hmm. a bunch of tabs, and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm yeah. doing anymore. It's time for yeah. a break. Uh, yeah. But it's it's true. It's really hard to allow yourself to to take a break. But mm -hmm. I've been doing that, and it's been a life changing. Um, what 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 helped you uh, convince yourself in the moment to take that break? What is for you the biggest uh, push mm -hmm. push to do it? Uh, I don't, I don't know if I can pinpoint to one thing, but certainly meditation has been helping me notice and become more aware of where my attention is going mm. and also the feelings in, in my body as well. Super. So I would, I think it would be that it's more like to increase your your awareness is higher yeah. of, of how you're doing and if you notice that you're not doing so great yeah. you allow yourself to to get back to a better baseline yeah, yeah that's beautiful exactly. that's beautiful I'm, I'm 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 grateful for your uh how do you say it internal relationship with yourself because maybe tiago recognizes <laughs> the the moments that he felt all these things but didn't think mm -hmm. he deserved the break Mm -hmm. So so he he felt like he only deserves that break if the thing is done and and yeah. until then suck it up and <laughs> that's that, that that that's something that's very common that that we tell ourselves to suck it up. Mm -hmm. And it's also yeah for me sometimes it's hard to get my head off of the thing I'm trying to solve. Yeah. So for example, I'm working on some code and try to fix something and it just it keeps. It just it's loaded in my head. You can't yeah. unload it, so it's yeah. sometimes hard. Mm -hmm. But the same thing, like the thing about breaks, is also productive. So there's a really good talk from Rich Hickey about um, what is it called? Hammock. Hammock-driven development. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is a, it's just a way to work on projects and then you, take, you just try to solve something, maybe something new no one has mm -hmm. done before. And then just take a break when you, you can't really progress anymore. Take a break, go to a hammock, pretend you're sleeping. And then <laughs> eventually, after one or two days of doing that, the yeah. solution just comes to you, right? It just mm. pops That's, your that's the funny thing about how the brain works. Yeah. And when we give our brain a problem, um, the brain is looking for a solution, but you, you don't see a loading and a progress bar on how far yeah. along you are on your solution. Yeah. So you're sitting there waiting for it to come. But, but actually, this is a technique that is taught in writing as well. Mm -hmm. It's just to write. I'm going to, I'm writing a, 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 a blog post about how uh, programming is helping the world defeat hunger. Mm-hmm. And then if you would make yourself stay and write that piece, you would need way more time than if you just write that sentence, walk away, yeah. come back in two hours, sit down, it comes out. And yeah. that's, that's the miraculous thing of, of the subconscious that, that we're, we're, we're unraveling right here. I appreciate that hammock thing. Uh, talk. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. So baby, when you join a company, they should send you instead of standing desks a hammock. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> 
That's pretty uh, awesome. Pretty yeah. awesome. Um, so Amor, we are getting close to the end of this amazing episode. But before we go, is there something that we have discussed here and you would like to add, or did we forgot to ask you something? Um I think I noticed you getting a bit sad for our call being over, Stephanie. Yeah. So so that that for sure I, I agree. We had a great time. <laughs> I, I think we touched on so many topics and and in a refresher for people. The thing about coaching, you might think it's mumbo jumbo, and and yeah. uh, you also it's important to find somebody you click with. Yeah. And then the nice thing about Sphere is that you can try a bunch of people out, and mm -hmm. if you didn't like anybody in in Sphere, then that's also okay. Uh, but mm -hmm. but. What I know of, of coaching is is that it is one-on-one -on -one human and, and mm -hmm. feeling like the person who's talking to you is somebody you can have a click with yeah. is, is difficult to arrange if you're not using Sphere. So then you have to call up a bunch of coaches one by one and ask for an intro uh, session. Yeah. While with Sphere, that part of it is super cleverly uh, thought mm -hmm. out and, and ready for you to use. Yeah, you, you know one trick that worked with me for me to be open to coaching because that's also applicable for therapy. It might sure. take you some time. It took for me um, is to say, hey, you want to be more productive. So <laughs> coaching will help you with that. I started with that quest. <laughs> in that for office. productivity? Yeah. <laughs> For being efficient or whatever i was oh. like you know what i don't want to handle with all of these uh insecurities with this anxiety so help mm. me out oh uh, so it was helpful for me to get it started it just, <laughs> just hijack your program again <laughs> yeah yeah i think yeah. it's good yeah. i think i think productivity <laughs> is one way to look at it one other way that i ask people is to look at the different aspects of their life and just give mm -hmm. it a satisfaction score one out of ten mm -hmm. uh, and 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 if you're scoring a bunch of sixes on how satisfied you are with your life uh, on your social life or or your your confidence or your spirituality whatever these th these are things that you can improve on and you don't have to do it alone I think that is the biggest part that you have to be convinced of is that you will go faster and further together. Mm -hmm. And then coaching is 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 almost like a little turbo once in a while. You give a little uh, yeah. nose, like, psh, go faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't even think you can do it alone. Like, I have my doubts about that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think uh, all the people who th we think of that they do it alone, uh -huh. they don't do it alone. Nobody does it alone. It's, yeah. it's not, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And <laughs> by the way, we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, this episode was a collaboration between Hexdevs and Sphere, and they have happily provided a coupon for everyone here at Hexdevs. Yeah. So if you go to sphere.guide they also have the sphere app you can have a 50% off on your first month by using our code and I have to see which one is the code HexDevs yeah. yes that's yeah, the code right. uh, and like Amor mentioned you can try 
different coaches to see which one you want to get started first. I had and two coaches at once. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And maybe if anyone wants to talk with you or more, they can also find you there. Everybody's welcome. Yeah, everybody's welcome. Yeah. Awesome. And we yeah. really, really want to say thanks for Sphere for making this happen, for connecting us with you or more. I really enjoyed Thank meeting you. I hope this episode can help a lot of people. And again, everyone, if you are just curious, you want to try it out, just go out there, just go with that. I will try it out and use the, the coupon for your 50% off. So again, coupon Hextabs, we're really happy to, to give you that, that opportunity. Yeah. Thanks so much, Amor, for the chat. I, I really really appreciate you coming here and talking with us and give us giving us so many great tips and yeah. insights and also helping our students you want so thanks so much for for the chat my my, my pleasure I, I think one last thing i would say is usually as a coach i don't provide answers i i provide questions <laughs> so this this one was was a was a stretch for me i i hope i hope it was of value i had a good time with yeah. you guys. I'm really really grateful for getting to know both of you a little bit better yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Super. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.